Ho, 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 friends. It's uh, your favorite BFMD podcast host, Clayton Croker here, uh, followed by the other guys who are in a tie for first for favorite BFMD podcast hosts, uh, <laughs> Justin Anderson, Patrick Marsh, joining us uh, via Skype. Welcome to a bonus episode of Bat Flips and Maple Dips. It's all about Christmas, guys. Yuletide and mistletoe and eggnog and getting drunk on the couch. And- <laughs> That's the best part about Christmas. It's Christmas in my household. The in-laws. Yeah, just hanging out with the in-laws, eating a bunch of food, taking four naps a day. Uh, we're just talking about Christmas today. We're taking a break from baseball, yeah. just throwing in a random Christmas episode. Um, I know you guys wanted me to be all Christmas, Christmassy holiday guy for that intro. I can't do that, guys. I'm not that big of a Christmas guy, to be honest with really? you. Yeah. I was just going to say, that was the most morose introduction we have ho, ever had ho, ho. in well, the entire history of this podcast, but I just have to say for everybody out there listening, happy life day. <laughs> oh my God. Happy life day. Is it it's going to fest- be a long episode, fellas. Did we pass Festivus already? Is there a Festivus for the rest of us? We could have a feast yeah. of strength right now. <sighs> That's my kind of holiday right there. <laughs> Working at a radio station, you learn to be like, ah, Christmas. PC. Here we go. Be PC. Well, because it's very like it's it's for from an on-air standpoint, it's exhausting playing a bunch of Christmas music over and over and over again. I mean, when you're in your car for 20 minutes and you only hear one or two songs, we don't play that oh, much okay. on our station. Yeah, though. I know, but I'm talking about in years past. Oh, okay. Like for other radio stations, sometimes we play Christmas music all day, oh, so I just gotta God. sit there for six hours and listen to Christmas music. Makes you not like Christmas. Plus, it's always busy with live on locations and Boxing Day spectaculars and stuff, you know? And it's always really, really busy. <laughs> so for me, Christmas, I mean, I love spending time with my family and I love Christmas. But from a work standpoint, Christmas, it's it, it wears it wears on me a little bit. I don't know why. I, I'm not trying to be grinchy here or anything like that. I know you guys both love Christmas, but I'm not a big Christmas guy. Is that weird, Patrick, or...? Yeah, we really shouldn't have gotten you to do the well, intro. Well, that's why you guys were like, oh, we redid episode. it. I did it. No, I, knowing how much you hate Christmas. I did it once, and you guys were like, no, we got to redo that because we got to make it all Christmassy and stuff. I'm just not a big Christmas guy. Is Brenly big into Christmas? Oh, yeah, big yeah. time. Like, she'll ta- she'll tackle all the Christmas stuff and whatever. She always gets mad at me for not turning on the Christmas tree. Okay. Like, the Christmas tree will always be off. I like it at night, but, like, during the day, she wants it on. Why? Oh, why? What's the point of having the Christmas tree on at day in, during the day? Yeah, that's kind of interesting. I don't we we know. turn ours on in the evening. My sister's all I look. I live with my sister. Yeah. She's all gung ho for putting the tree up. Like I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to set the tree up. I'll help paint the ornaments on it. But I bring the tree in from the garage, and she puts the thing up, and yeah. then we then we put the, the decorations yeah. on it. But uh, in terms of like, like I'd be perfectly happy to live in a place like Hawaii where there's no snow. Because for, for us in here, the Christmas you think of snow. Yeah, and it's brutal. Freezing cold and driving hours and hours to see your family yeah. and whereas in hawaii i could just like post up on a beach mm-hmm. with a surfboard and a mai tai and yeah. be perfectly fine sketchy <laughs> highway driving is one of my least favorite things about christmas yeah. we all have to make one christmas trip where it's just super sketchy on oh, the highways yeah. and you're like oh is seeing aunt martha really worth <laughs> really it worth this? Like, like do we We're really like her that much here. <laughs> i really could care less you know but like that's the thing yeah. in saskatchewan there's always that sketchy highway drive oh, there man. there's always that one night where you're just like it's so cold it's so dark all the time i'm over it you, you know? need like, the eggnog around yeah, by the time you get there need, like you literally <laughs> need a couple drinks during the christmas season in saskatchewan to oh, get through man. it i don't know what, like what are your christmas traditions out there when it comes to uh the maritimes patrick oh man what you just described is basically every Christmas vacation. Yeah, for but me. your long, sketchy highway drives are like forty-five minutes. 
No, they're not. In Nova Scotia? Man, yeah, I live in Halifax right now, and the majority of my family lives in Cape Breton. So for those of you, of you who aren't, you know, geography experts, Halifax is about a four and a half to five hour drive away from Cape Breton. And then even then, it could be another hour, hour and a half before you get where you need to go when you get to Cape Breton. It just Whoa. depends on which direction you're going. Yeah, the and thing for you, right? you, there's no straight I have, lines. I have driven in a snowstorm. <laughs> On Christmas Eve or Christmas Eve Eve, more times than I can count. Hmm. This is and why I don't like Christmas. It's just a, it's just a thing. It's just what you have to do. Scrooge McCroker over I, here. I, I I like Christmas. Okay, I, I like Christmas, but I don't go all gung ho about Christmas like some people. Where okay. it's like, yeah, yeah Christmas see? everything. Okay, oh, yeah, a yeah. little bit. I I'll take you. like thirty five percent Christmas. I'm not going full hundred percent Christmas. I can't do that. Yeah, I'm, I can't I'm go with, full I, on Christmas. I'm with you there. Like, I'm not the kind of guy who's wearing ugly sweaters all the time or yeah. like hanging up a. It's like those people who go gung ho for Halloween. I mm-hmm. just I don't I don't get the, like the commercial side yeah. of it. Like, I was raised Catholic, um, so Christmas has a more religious significance mm-hmm. for me growing up. Now it's kind of just like a time off of work and an excuse to go see family, yeah. which is a great excuse. That's the other thing, um, too. My fiance, uh, her family is religious. Not like oh, super religious, but again. But religious enough. Like go to church. You need that kind of thing. to go to church on oh, Christmas okay. Eve. You need to go to church on Christmas Day. I did not grow up that way. Yeah. Uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day was spent literally slothing, hanging out, you know, getting ready for the World Juniors. That <laughs> exactly, is what yeah. that's what Christmas Eve and Christmas Day was like in my household. Now I'm going to church for three hours, and you got to go home and play Scrabble and do all that stuff. And I love spending time with the family. Don't get me wrong, but like, sorry, Jesus, I don't want to go to church on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Like, it's not for me. My when I went to Catholic high school. I put in uh, a good twelve years of hanging with Jesus. You know, I put in my time. Yeah. Me and Jesus, we're good. We're good. Okay. Me and Jesus it's are like cool. You built up stock yeah, in being a good cat. People talk about poor. Me and Jesus are good. We have we have an agreement. Okay, we're we're fine. Me and yeah. Jesus are a okay. I don't need to go every Sunday to prove that me and Jesus are tight. Yeah, we talked that one time. I got hit over the head exactly. real hard. They sent me back. It's fine. You know, I, I don't know. But there are some things at Christmas where, like, it's forced, you know? Sometimes yeah. it just feels kind of forced, and you're like, I don't, I just don't want to be all Christmassy right now. Well, it's the 21st. You need to get in Christmas mode. I don't need to do anything. Yeah, for me, it's now it's just more about going home, spending time with, with the folks, mm-hmm. and, and their family comes in. Like, my grandparents will come in. Cousins will come in. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a... It's a good reason to see everybody. It sucks that you kind of need an excuse to see yeah. your family, but I mean, Christmas is probably the best one. It's a time year everybody kind of comes together. Here's a question for you, Patrick. You can go first here. Um, what age was Christmas the best? Oh, Think buddy, about it for a bit. I can remember when I was, geez, I think it was like six or seven. I got the original Game Boy for Christmas, and let me tell yeah. you, man, I logged easily easily 10,000 hours on that thing before it crapped out what easily game? what game was your go-to pokemon blue but oh, before yeah. that it was uh super mario land 2 six golden coins because that was the game i got and um i had a bunch of like garbage games that <laughs> looking back they were Classic terrible like the game boy port of jurassic park the game boy port of mighty Morphin power rangers <laughs> And those games were just, like, brutal. But once I got old enough to be able to, like, go to a game store and know what I'm looking for, games like Final Fantasy Adventure, Final Fantasy III, Pokemon Red and Blue, and then later when, like, other versions of Pokemon came out. I still play Pokemon now. Mm -hmm. I don't care. I play Pokemon Yellow on occasion. 
I have a little Game Boy Color on my little nightstand, and whenever I get bored or can't fall asleep, I'll I'll I'll, yeah. I'll power it up and play a little bit of Pokemon I've got Yellow. An emulator on my computer, and I yeah. too enjoy Pokemon Blue the most. Okay, um, what about you? Best age? I think I remember the gift I remember the most growing up was there was there's two. One of them was like a wooden train set where you put like the pieces together, they like puzzle pieces on the end. You can mm-hmm. make different designs. Oh yeah, I think I was like awesome. five or six, I... and I have played with that thing for ages. Yeah, and then obviously I got, I loved Lego growing up, and then I got one of those uh, like little racetrack those racetracks you can set up oh and the one, yeah and the one i got had like two loops on it yeah. and like double decker areas like and my dad and i set the thing up in the basement unfortunately i played it for like six months and then collected dust before it got put in a box where it remains to this day i'm yeah. not sure if my parents still have it or if it got sold in the garage sale but that was always fun like those those racetracks were cool they were oh, way yeah. they're way cooler at your friend's house than they were yeah. in your own because they took up so much room oh so i forgot about we used to have things. like this unfinished part in our basement before we before my dad finished it off where it was just kind of set up and we just put like a big old bed sheet over top mm-hmm. of it to keep the dust off but i remember playing with that too but those are those are the big ones the the, the uh the wooden train set was probably the go-to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, I was 12, and I played goalie as a kid, and I was really, really obsessed with goalie. This is before I started started playing football. Okay. So football kind of took over as a number one sport for me, but before that, it was all hockey. Uh, my dad got me a custom-painted helmet, Ooh. and my favorite goalie back in the day, other than Ron Hextall, uh, was Ed Belfour, because Ed <laughs> Belfour was playing, and it was the yeah. exact same as Ed Belfour. Yeah. Eagles on the side. Uh, we were the Flyers, so it said Flyers on the chin. That's it had cool. some other background stuff on there. It was sick. Still have, have to, this helmet uh... to this day. The question that I was kind of asking, though, like I, I don't mean you personally, what yeah. would be the best age for Christmas in general? I think it's it's gotta be in like that that six to ten area, like when you're just like a like a hyper kid, mm-hmm. and you can actually like I like I remember those years, yeah. right? I think that's it's probably then. I mean, kids love like like the whole Santa thing and like all the Chris all the stuff at school. Like being in school at that time is the best too, because oh, yeah. like the last week before Christmas, you're just watching Christmas movies and everyone's everyone's mom sends in Christmas treats. Yeah. So that's that's probably, oh, yeah. in my opinion, like somewhere between six and ten is like when like the ideal time before before school gets too serious. Yeah, <laughs> I will give you this, and you guys might disagree with me here. I'll say like the first couple years after you realize that Santa isn't real. Oh shit! Because that's Santa's when you... not real. Okay, come on. <laughs> I knew that joke was coming. I knew it was coming. I was waiting for that. Come there on, is guys. no. What about Pennsylvania Dutch Christmas? Yeah. There is no Santa. Uh, impish or admirable? <laughs> yeah. Um. What about uh? Because like here's the thing. Once you realize that like oh it's not Santa giving me these presents. It's it's my parents. It's Belschnickel. But once you realize that, you can be like okay now yeah. I can just tell mom and dad what I want and they'll probably go get it for me. Yeah. I know that they look at the Santa list and whatever and they're like okay we'll see what what's going on here. But you can just straight up tell your mom and dad I want this for christmas i want this for christmas boom done yeah, that's pretty that's pretty true but i mean and also too it's like the, i don't know most of my memorable christmases came when i was older <laughs> yeah. that's the thing so like when i was younger i i mean i have a lot of memorable christmases when i was younger and stuff like that but not too many crazy ones my awesome my more awesome christmases came when i was older because my parents would always give me sweet sports stuff like new pads oh, yeah. or a new helmet or blocker and catcher or something like that you know i mm-hmm. my better gifts came when i was older as opposed to younger true patrick i don't know i don't know about you but that that's for me yeah that's cool i would say that on the opposite just because i I don't know if it's because i'm a material person or what it is exactly but i used to just get so hyper on christmas eve because i knew underneath the tree there's probably going to be a brand new video game and i've been a gamer my entire life and i still game often today i mean my partner is a gamer. 
you know, my sister is a gamer. My closest friends were all gamers. We all played games together for, you know, for years. Some of my closest friends I've known my entire life, we game. Yeah. We would call each other on Christmas Day and talk about the games that we got. And I just remember getting so excited. Like, I couldn't sleep. I'd be, it'd be 2 a.m., I'd be laying in bed, wide open, trembling with excitement, <laughs> knowing that there was going to be like a brand new video game for me to play with my friends and family. And I just, I was just like, it was out of control guys. It wasn't until uh, I hit about 11 or 12 when it became more about what's that. So it wasn't until you were 25. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, even today, like I still get video game. The the only difference is now instead of get it being a surprise, you know, I go out and buy it and wrap it. (laughs) Or, like, put it in a bag and give it to myself. <laughs> so it's just, like, whatever. That's the thing is, like, gifts aren't really, like, they're less important now. But, like, when I was a kid, I I would just, I would blow up over, over like, Pokemon Blue. Like, I remember <laughs> the day I got that game and I played it for at least, like, six or seven hours, including the entire time I was with family, <laughs> extended family, because we used to have these big Christmases where we'd have like 20 people around a table eating. And I know that's probably a big thing in Saskatoon because, you know, prairie families and all that stuff, but it's not as big in Nova Scotia on the East Coast. But we had, everybody would be there, and I'd be sitting there jamming away on Pokemon while people around me were just like chatting. And I was like, I don't want to talk to anyone. I just want to get my Bulbasaur to level 32. <laughs> I never... just like, that was just like, that was my jam. First of all, it would be an Ivysaur if it was already at level 31. Yeah. So get your facts straight, bud. Uh, but also, I'm trying to keep it simple for the the average listener who doesn't know a thing about Pokemon. Oh, oh, well, no. the, the average listener is not going to know who Bulbasaur is. <laughs> <laughs> but the one thing is, I never got video games as a kid. Mm. That See, was I the one thing. Either. My parents never gave me video yeah. games. We, if we wanted a console, we had to go buy it ourselves. Yeah. So my brother went and got our Super Nintendo, our PlayStation 2, and they never really got us video games for it. Mm up until I was older, like when I was 22, 23, they would be like, okay, you got yeah. a PlayStation 3, here's here's the new Madden, here's the new Chell or something like that. I would always get more practical gifts at Christmas. Yeah. And the one thing that I really, this might be why I don't really like Christmas either a lot. Again, I like Christmas, but just not like, I'm not a crazy Christmas person. My birthday is January the 4th. Oh, yeah. So my birthday right. would always get lumped into Christmas. And I was always like, oh, you know what? This is your Christmas and birthday gift. And then no one would really give a crap about my birthday because it was like, oh, well, I'm still tired over Christmas and stuff like that. We just had New Year's. Plus, my one cousin uh, was born January 2nd, and she was like the oldest cousin who like everyone liked, you know? So like it was a big deal for her birthday, and then my birthday came around nothing. So maybe that's why I'm a little bit bitter about Christmas because I'm one of those guys who was a, a birthday near Christmas. I always kind of felt shortchanged about it. Like, no one cares about my birthday. Never ha- No one ever has, and it's like, eh, whatever. But I don't mind. But, Yeah. Old Christmas birthdays. They're, they're a little tough, especially when you're a kid. Now I don't care as much, but yeah, when I was a kid, like, I was really sad about it sometimes. Do you find now that you ask for, like, I asked for socks this year, and usually, like, oh, in, yeah. when you were a kid, you got socks in your stocking. It was, like, the, the worst. worst thing ever, but yeah. now it's, like, I asked for, like, pants. Mm-hmm. I always ask for, like, anything, like, Jays related. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I'm pretty I'm pretty simple. <laughs> I always asked for clothes as a kid. I had an older brother, so I'd always get his hand-me-downs oh, all the time. Yeah. So this would be my time to get new get clothes. Something new. So I would always ask my mom. That's the thing. I was a weird kid at Christmas. I'd never really asked for I'd get Legos. I was a big Lego kid. Yeah. But I wouldn't really get oh, any, yeah. I wouldn't really get any other like, you know, toy toys. Because I'd always be like, no, mom, I want this sweet new hoodie. I want this sweet new sweater. I want like jeans, you know? Because I'd never get that. I'd always get my brother's shitty clothes. So then I'd always ask for that and then sports stuff. Because I was yeah, love playing stuff. sports the entire I got oh I got a new I got a Wilson Beck catcher glove one time and it was the hypest glove. Like it was it was already worn Sweet. in. Oh. I don't know how, but it was one of those catcher gloves that came already worn in and it wasn't stiff or anything like that. I could use it right out of the gate. And I love that. I got shin pads one year with knee savers. This is right when knee savers came out. Those are big. And like I, oh, I remember like having the hack. Instead of putting them at the very, very bottom, I kind of put them halfway, halfway up. up. Oh, that's what you got to do. Catchers. That's what you got to do. It helps yeah. actually I save your some, knees. I see some kids put them right, like right behind. Yeah. Them. They don't even really bend over anymore. Yeah. It's like a half. Like well, a half it kind of keeps squat. them springed up too. Yeah, a little half yeah. squat. Yeah. But I remember getting some sweet sports stuff. But I never really got video games or toys or anything like that. Yeah, my first video game system. I was twelve. I got a GameCube for my birthday. Yeah, so oh, like, hype. And then I bought a Wii later mm-hmm. years later. Later kind of thing before yeah. I got to the Xbox side, but yeah, GameCube was dope. My yeah. parents were the same way. It's like my Christmas memories aren't the to- yeah, they're not the toys. They're more of hanging with the family. Yeah, having that huge supper at my house or Angie's yeah. house or Going something to like that. that Those thing, yeah. are the big memories. You know, hanging with the cousins. I'm the youngest, so I'd always get to hang with my older oh, cousins, yeah. who I really looked up to. So that was always fun for that's me. That's always cool. But you said Patrick, like in Nova Scotia, that's not really big in Christmas, like getting together with a whole like extended family or. Well, well, there are like the thing is Nova Scotia is this weird hodgepodge where there's lots of different denominations and typically it's it's catholic families that are are larger uh for obvious reasons but i mean like uh it was actually my mom's side of the family uh we would all get together and it would be like as many cousins as you could just like fill into a room (laughs) the the peak the peak that i can remember was like i think it was 21 or 21 of us like kids and adults crammed into a kitchen and then it extended actually into uh, my grandmother's sewing room. We actually had like a kitty table or yeah. like a second table in ah, the, the sewing room, table. which is right next to the kitchen. Just, it was like the overflow. It was just a ridiculous amount of people. So it was like extremely sweaty and people oh, yeah. like shouting and <laughs> like, not like out of anger, but like, just like there was so much hype. It's like a national like, Christmas. How many people are there, right? <laughs> yeah, it'd be like there. There'd be more than one turkey because there had to be, you know, the glazed mm-hmm. ham and like multiple. Oh man! There were like three to four bowls of like mashed potato and stuffing and uh, mashed turnip. I remember it was like kind of like a big deal too because my grandmother was all about uh, mashed turnip for some reason. <laughs> Whatever. Um, like oh yeah it was nuts i thought you guys I, just I, had fish out there in the maritimes it's all atlantic fish north atlantic cod yeah just fish <laughs> and lobsters and other other things from the sea yeah two oh, questions did you guys just sit around eating grains and wheat all, all the time yeah, yeah we, we, just, do. we just gnaw yeah. and just gnaw and always have always have these you know that stereotype where the farmer always has a like a little piece of wheat in his mouth yeah. that's all of us out here we have one each we each have one going right now yeah uh, I have two questions based off your conversation there, Patrick. Number one, the kids' table. 
Do you guys remember like oh, yeah. the year that you stopped having to sit at the kids' table? No, I'm still at the kids' table. <laughs> like in my, in my, oh, yeah, you're the youngest. In my yeah. family, I'm the youngest out of all oh, of the man. cousins. And uh, but now even like my cousins who have had kids, they're at the kids' table with you. But there still isn't enough room for me at freaking table. <laughs> so I gotta sit with all these snot-nosed four or five-year-olds. They're just sitting there, and I'm just like. But you're the cool guy. You're like the cool uncle now. Yeah, kinda. Well, they're no. I'm technically not wow. like their uncle. Like you know, but, like, I mean, age-wise, what, yeah, typical. But like yeah. it's. It's fun for four minutes, and then you realize these kids have nothing to say. They just want to talk about Fortnite. Yeah, these kids are talking about absolutely <laughs> nothing, and you're like, "What I would give to be over there talking about Brad Wall or something." Like that, you know? But oh, no, you like you throw in like comments from the table, like, "Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah Brad Wall's pretty cool." Yeah, sit here, stuck here talking about that time Chase wasn't on the case in Paw Patrol. Like, <laughs> brutal, man. Oh, was, man. I, I'm still stuck there. Like, my okay. fiance gets to sit at the adult table. I don't. I'm older than her. Like. Yeah. It's but no I I sometimes I get to the, go to the grown up table but yeah there's always the two tables okay. because we're a really really big family and it's kind of that running joke that I always have to sit at the kids table but whatever that's fine comes with the territory <laughs> but um yeah I remember that first time I did actually get to sit at the at the grown up table it's an epic feeling yeah it's, it's it feels weird though that first time it's like, not like the fold out card table exactly. it's like a big like tall wooden chair and you yeah. like, slide it out you're like oh, you can put has, your elbow on it without it collapsing the seat like, has padding yeah. and you're like. Holy cow, I can reach all the food from oh, right yeah. here. Nothing has to get passed to me. Yeah. It's all at my fingertips. Second question? Um, second question, turkey or ham? Oh, that was going to be my question after yeah. this. Uh, was going to be, is ham the most overrated food on the planet? <laughs> I Ham like, is gross, guys. I, I don't mind ham, but like in my family, like between my mom, dad, and my sister and I, I'm the only one who really likes turkey. So my mom usually makes both. Oh, okay. So that, so that they can have ham and yeah. I can eat all the turkey. You guys go ham over turkey? That's wrong. I, no, I'll take turkey yeah. all day. But, but the like, rest of your family my goes. My family, they feel it, and sometimes mom will make a, she'll make like a roast chicken instead of a turkey too. It's like a sponge. It's weird. Yeah, it depends how it's. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a right and a wrong way I cook a ham. True, Patrick but, ham. Uh, yeah, hammer, hammer turkey, Patrick. Oh my god. Patrick Salavid and just thinking about I, the turkey. Lobster. I'm so I'm so mad about this. Listen, this is as serious as I've ever been on this podcast oh and god. as serious as I ever will be. When he says listen, you know, the it's a big deal. Listen. <laughs> first first of all, not only is ham the most disgusting, overrated anything that could be on any table ever. Nothing is more disappointing than sitting down and realizing you've run out of turkey and your choice is either mashed turnip or the glazed ham. Mm. Let me tell you, there were so many times where I wanted to take that platter of ham, tell tell it to go fuck itself, and throw it right into the garbage oh, can. Patrick, I'm gonna that let me never to bring up ham around you. It's so bad. I mean, my mom used to ham me. is. It's trash. Yeah. My mom used to it's pack me ham trash. sandwiches when I was a kid, and I would literally throw them out. Mm. I would not eat them. I would just get <laughs> no Henry bar from the vending machine. That would be my lunch. Cause I would literally let them like sit in my locker, and they would get moldy, and I would wow. just let them sit there. I couldn't eat ham. See, Ham's gross. Uh, I, don't, I don't hate the ham. I wouldn't choose it over a ton of things. Mm -hmm. But like... I don't know. Maybe I just dry it out too much when I cook it. But I don't have like... It doesn't get... Like, it doesn't feel spongy to me when I eat it. Like, I don't mind. I don't. I would never buy like like a ham sandwich mm -hmm. meat at the store. Well, I used to eat that when I was a kid all the time, but then I developed taste. <laughs> the only ham for also, me. I want to say oh, one man. more thing with regards to this. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I'm really passionate about the subject. 
I had a really well, funny listen. Sandlot joke there, but that's okay. Ooh. The only ham for me I... is the one from Sandlot. <laughs> Ruin the punchline, That's a really Patrick. good point, though. No, it's over. I'm sad. And you guys talk for the rest. I'm just going to sit in the corner. I'm over it. <laughs> listen, I want to say that I'm not prejudiced against any particular kind of ham either. It doesn't matter if it was cooked by my grandmother, my mother, uh, my mother-in-law, whatever. It doesn't matter. All ham can go fuck itself. I'm going to have to... Ham is a waste of time. If it's not turkey, just... I just... I, I don't, I don't want to sound like an entitled brat, but I honestly, like, I don't care. <laughs> turkey or nothing. I, I would agree. rather the yeah. sweet release of, of death than have to sit down and eat ham without the option of turkey at Christmas. I'm going to have to reactivate my Facebook account just so I can send this little expert or excerpt to all of Patrick's family members that he's friends with on Facebook. Yeah. Just so, hey, this is what Patrick said about you and your ham. <laughs> well, he's right. Ham is shit. Like, it's, yeah. it's not anyone's ham in particular. It's just oh, ham yeah. in general is garbage. Why? Like, why would you bother? It looks like spam. Like, it's it, just, it's the texture, the taste, ham. And it's not like, I'm not prejudiced against like all pig products because I love me some pepperoni. Oh, but, yeah. Listen, ham <laughs> is just like, just fuck off, ham. Fuck off. <laughs> I've never heard Patrick so fired up. Yeah, it's wow. ham. Who would have thought? It's not even Joe Biagini or Danny Barnes no. that got him going. It's ham. Hmm. Interesting. I would rather I would rather watch Mark Leiter Jr. pitch 162 <laughs> consecutive nine-inning games, regardless <laughs> of what the score is, than even entertain the idea of eating ham. Wow. I'm at a loss for words right now. Like, very passionate about ham. I thought I was very passionate about ham there by being like, oh, no, ham's gross. Go away. Yeah. No, I've got nothing on Patrick over here. Like, huh. You guys, Interesting. You guys celebrate New Year's? Like, is that a big thing for you? No. I got to work during New Year's Eve. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah Our see, radio that's... station does a thing where we crash parties on New Year's Eve, which is just where I want to be on New Year's Eve at work. Same with Boxing Day. <laughs> Gonna have to work on Boxing Day this oh, yeah, year, too. The, yeah. Pumped. Awesome. Thanks. Sweet. Vacation Ugh. days are beautiful. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, sales guys. My, uh, hey, I didn't sell that I one. I know. That was the boss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, my, my friends, Tyler and Caitlin, shout out to them and Lloyd are hosting a The Office-themed New Year's Eve party, oh, so we have to dress sick. up as an off the character from The Office. Yeah. Um, so we, we always do, like last year, we did a Hawaiian theme. Nice. So we always have, like, the year before it was denim. So we all had like denim jackets and about once everybody gets a few wobbly pops in them, we thought yeah. it was a good idea to take all of our jackets and cut all the sleeves off so we'd have ah. denim vests. Yeah. So, I mean, we, there's just a bunch of sleeves laying around. You need just... a good denim vest if you live in Saskatchewan. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I still have the remnants of that jacket. Yeah. <laughs> That's now a vest. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so, I mean, how about you, Patrick? Any big New Year's Eve plans? Listen, I don't like New Year's Eve. For, for me, the perfect New Year's Eve is to be asleep by 10 o'clock oh, that way you. i don't have to deal with anything around me <laughs> because i don't know if you guys realize this but i'm i'm a bit misanthropic i don't really enjoy the company of other people in mass uh but that being said my better half loves new year's eve for whatever reason <laughs> although this year we agreed in bed early so i don't know what we're going to do as far as a, a new year's eve dinner our special place in Halifax closed down a couple years back, so we've been slumming it, cooking at home. 
Oh. But we'll have like a nice meal and we'll watch like a movie, probably Return of the King. <laughs> and then we'll call it an early night. We'll go to sleep. We'll wake up early, start the new year on the right foot. See, I like going to sleep early 364 nights of the year, but New Year's Eve, I make an exception. My friends like to party. I like to see all my friends, so I go. <laughs> yeah, you guys have fun doing what you want. I'll be putting on a fake face, crashing random parties. Hey guys, how's it going? I'm excited to be here. Hey, at least your co-host won't be able to drink. So yeah, to, that's awesome. You're yeah. drinking for two. Yeah, co-host is pregnant, so she's the DD. So I just get to get face the entire time. But still, like I want again, I want to spend New Year's Eve with my friends. Yeah. And the one thing that's kind of crappy about it is it's just kind of like it's we're not. It's not like a do you want to do this? It's you gotta do this. And it's like well. You that know, sucks. Like we didn't really ask. No, yeah, you I, didn't, I, Patrick. I you didn't. You didn't, Patrick. You didn't, Justin. You hey, didn't. It's ain't my idea. I just sell the shit. I know. I don't disturb him. I just sell it. I'm bitter about that. <laughs> I'd rather again Super Bowl, whatever. But like New Year's Eve, it's like you're gonna make us like again. It's not like a hey, we'd appreciate it. It's a you gotta do it. What a way to start 2019. Again, that's why like when I start out talking about Christmas, guys, this, I'm sorry. Like I'm not a Christmas guy because it usually means I gotta yep. work a bunch. Scrooge McCroker. Yeah, it usually means I have to work a bunch, and on top of that, I have to do all the Christmas stuff too. So it's not. It's a little bit of a hectic time, and I'm just, I'm a little bit over it. And on top of that, no one gives a shit about my birthday after everything's done. So I even get that payoff. I give shits. I'm just really depressing over here. Jeez, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, everyone's listening right now, probably feeling pretty bummed. Like, yeah. Oh, we'll wait for Ukrainian Christmas now. Okay. Hey! Wait for our Ukrainian Christmas special. Yeah. Well, that's our Christmas episode, <laughs> though, of Bat Flips and Maple Dips. It's been a slice, not a slice of ham, but it's been a slice of anything else, literally, according to Patrick. So. Awesome. Um, Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the new year. we got a bunch of fun stuff planned for uh, 2019, especially Patrick. So much stuff planned for 2019, right, buddy? Happy Life Day, everybody. <laughs> I'm just how festivus for the rest of us. I'm just setting them up for failure there, setting the bar really, really hey, high. Hey, Patrick, how about those big plans you have for 2019? Oh, hey? Patrick will not stop talking about all these big plans he has for 2019. Like, it's all he talks about. Can't wait to see him fulfill it all. Judging listen, by that awkward silence listen. there, uh, I'm going to go by. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> 2018 was a great year because it brought all of us together to do bat flips and maple That's dips. Super cute. But I think That's 2019 so is going to be the year of the bat flip. This is going to be our year. So, boys, let's get ready to rock it in 2019. And in the meantime, take that ham, throw right in the trash. Covered butter over there, Patrick. Covered butter. As uh, um, as Buck Martinez would say, in 2019, we're just going to have to strap it on and get back out there. Exactly. <laughs> Good Buck quote to end it off there. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just look us up. Batflips, Maple Dips, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, TuneIn. All those other things that I set off the start. You can find us there. Um, again, he's Justin. He's Patrick. I'm Clayton. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We'll see you in 2019, friends. <laughs>